panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au.
3CR, 8.55am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally, first broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. 3CR broadcasts from the lands of the Kulin Nations, the overlap of Wurundjeri and Bunurong peoples, and we pay respect to Elders past, present and emerging. Hello to any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander people tuning in and First Nations people from all over the world. And we acknowledge that all the lands on this big island and most close to all of the surrounding smaller ones are stolen and never ceded and always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Good to be back with you after a week's break. I'm Sally Goldner. Um, I am the host of this show. I use the pronouns she and her. And this is a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. And a little bit today if we get through all the music, but they will come tell you why we might not in a second. Um, genre, Leroy McQueen, fabulous non-binary country artist and long way down. And I played the track... Um, off YouTube, which is um, quite, I really like the way that set up a sort of talk show host um, um, introduced um, and one of the guests on the, the talk show panel is the fabulous Queenie, another great independent artist um, operating here in Melbourne slash Nam and around the Big Island and probably lots of the smaller ones. There's lots of ways to get in touch with the show. You can do so on out of the pan 855 at gmail.com. You can SMS 61456751215. You can tweet at Sal Gold Said So, and that's the bottom line. You can also um, use at Sal Gold Said So on Mastodon, Blue Sky, and Instagram. By goodness, isn't this high tech? Um, but they, we don't accept telegrams if you want to. Uh, right into the show, you can do that, though. P.O. Box 1277, Collingwood 3066. Remember, any opinions I express on this program are strictly my own and not those of any organisation with which I have been associated, past or present. Might need um, just a general content note today, so I will mention Switchboard as part of QLife on 1800 184527 and Rainbow Door on 1800 729 367. Um, the reason we're not going to get through the music, or well, may not get through all the music today, is because I have, um, well, um, an amazing guest on declaring all possible bias, um, someone who has many titles, um, in my opinion, um, the self-proclaimed fairy grandmother of Victorian trans advocacy. Um, I have to just say, in all honesty, one of my most two most admired trans people, friend, mentor, absolute leader in the Victorian trans community, but talking about something different. And that is her full show at the Butterfly Butterfly Club. I'll put my tongue back in between my teeth. Um, let's do that again. Tongue between my teeth. Mutton is the new lamb. A trans demythology is on from Monday the 18th to Saturday the 23rd of September. And to talk about it, here is the one, the only, the inimitable Julie Peters. Julie, welcome to Out of the Pan. Wow, well, what can I can I say now after that intro? I used to like Daffy Duck too. <laughs> I'm um, this is, yes. Um, um, we'll just give our age away, and um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, um, for those people who don't know who Daffy Duck is, we'll call it intergenerational learning. Um, <laughs> okay. 
Yes. I can Google it, I'm sure, yeah. That's right, as Adam Vant would have said. Um, to business, though, you well, not business, it's, it's fun and it's thought-provoking. I saw the sort of work-in-progress draft of Mutton is the New Lamb. Um, but tell us about, tell, let's start from, um, you know, the, the foundations. Where did this idea come about, um, first of all? And also, I suppose there's a question in that, why the particular name? Oh, well, uh, no, no. where do I start? Well, part of it is, I, um, you know, I've been an activist for a long time. Um, I think I tried to work it out. I, the first public speaking I did on trans, uh, trans and trans issues was back in 81. So, it's, and, and we don't have utopia yet. So, you know, I was a bit go, well, um, I need to put more energy into this. But then again, I thought, oh, well, because um, I've burnt out a couple of times over the years. And mm-hmm. then I, I thought, well, I'm going to try and have some more fun activism. So that's why, in a way, um, I see, uh, as you remember, I, I finished a PhD in 2016, mm-hmm. which uh, you know, uh, has a very memorable, maybe not, um, title of A Feminist Post-Transsexual Order Ethnography on Challenging Nordic Gender Coercion. So uh, what I was trying to achieve with that is just get trans issues into academia and you know, tr- help help give trans people more livable lives. Um, and then also because the exception proves the rule, um, you know, I, I thought that trans can actually help us understand gender itself a bit better. But then again, I thought, you know, not enough people have read my PhD. You know, I, you know, I, I sweat, you know, I sweated over a keyboard for quite a few years. And um, so I thought, well, activism can be fun. It basically is what it comes down to. That not all activism has to be angsty. And so that in a way, what I'm trying to do is the fun version of my PhD as a cabaret. Cool. Yep. So, um, yeah, there, there's how it all came about. And sorry, just clarifying how the, the name came about? Well, you know, um, I've often heard, you know, people say, in a, sometimes back in the day, it's a fairly bitchy way, oh, she's mutton dressed for slam. And I well, well, you know, I tend to dress fairly young. Um, and I thought, well, yeah, some people might have said, Julie Peters is mutton dressed for slam. Well, I'm, I'm, I own it. I'm just saying, well, Martin is the new lamb. Fair enough. Yes, H, H made, um, was, um, uh, I think Daffy Duck might have said that as well, um, or okay. something similar. Um, I think we've got a theme for the show today, um, which is very good. And so um, you've put the, you know this whole show together, um, and you started with this sort of, well, we'll call it work in progress um, approach um, back during midsummer. And oh, actually, in some ways, it goes back a lot further than that. Back back in oh, in the nineties, I did a piece called "I Dream, Therefore I Am," and to an extent, it's reimagining that. But now that I'm a bit older, that's maybe that's why it's got that title <laughs> of mutton. Uh, and Crusader, you know, at um, his and hyenas, I can't say it, his and hyenas. Yeah, thought well, he actually better title might be Julie Peters is Martin. And I went, but, no, no, but, but Martin is the new lamb. That's sort of, we workshopped it really. <laughs> yeah, well, dare I say you, cook, you cooked it over a barbecue or something, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And, um, 
you know, it could be, it could have been a lamb substitute for our vegan and vegetarian listeners, noting that Freedom of Species follows this show at one o'clock. Um, oh, well, when I had my sausage sizzle, I did have veggie sausages, you know. Um, oh, I, and maybe that's just, I'm just giving away a bit of a, one of the stupid gags. Where, um, when I got to a point where I wanted to celebrate, you know, having surgery, I decided that what I needed was... A, what sort of celebration do you have for gender affirming surgery? And I went, oh, I get it. A sausage sizzle. It was perfect. <laughs> and I just had bedjo sausages, so hey. Yeah. Now, you've, you've actually touched on something here. I'm just going to go with my, my gut. You've um, put a really important um, point across about, um, you know, it's not easy to be trans, sad as that is in the world, but you've always maintained a sense of humour um, and that sort of thing. Um, how has that, you know, t- tell me more about that, you know, sort of how that comes into um, Mutton is the New Lamb, the show, and how it sustained you, you know, sort of personally through things. Um, let's go, let's explore that a bit. Well, I, it's just sad all the time. I, I find it, you know, disempowers you, I guess. Mm. And, and there's an old Taoist, I think it's a Taoist saying. I think I read it in the Tao of Pooh years ago. You catch you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. And but, and yeah. I'll let you sorry, I'll let you finish. Yeah, yeah, no, very true, yes. And and um, and so um yeah, there's a fair bit of negativity happening at the moment um, about trans and gender diverse issues. And there has been, you know, really most of my life. It's just changed. Like you know, back in the 70s, it felt like the mainstream was fairly anti-trans, where at the moment it feels like um, the mainstream is fairly pro-trans and the edges, you know, like far left, far right, radical feminists can be anti-trans at times. And, um, and, and you know, when, when, when oppositional people have made up their minds, I don't believe there's any point arguing with them. Mm. What I try to do is I, I, I just talk, try and talk to the centre um, and so I, I, the first time it really hit me that in 1999, there was a, um, a cow conference, but now it's a conference, mm-hmm. which was, which was um, um, now which is the National Organization of Women Students Associations. And they wanted to ban all trans women from every women's organization in every university in Australia. And um, I got to talk against that motion, as you can imagine why. And uh, I, um, and then I realized when I got into the room, there might have been close to, you know, a thousand people in the room, but probably only, just looking around, I thought, well, probably only 20 of these people are really anti-trans. But if they're the people with the voice, um, they're the people who are going to win the day. So, yeah, I, I took a very conservatory line and I, I feel like I felt like one over the centre because you, know, you no matter who you are you're not not everybody's going to like you not everybody's going to agree mm-hmm. with you and so it's it and and I I guess I part of my politics I suppose is to you know, you know just try and show the positives both for the individual and for society for example one of the things which um, you know it's often occurred to me um, you know knowing some of my friends is that um if we can empower trans people, uh, they have jobs, they 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 have empowered lives. Uh, uh, even the you know, economic rationalists should like that because that means they're not you know, 
being they're not on the dole or something. They're actually mm. you know productive members of society. So you know, boy, I say we, we want everybody to be a productive member of society, including trans and gender diverse trans and gender diverse people. Well, absolutely. You know, we all want to. You know, live happy and healthy, you know, in basics, live happy and healthy lives and achieve our potential. And, you know, whether you're an economic rationalist or whatever economic or political ideology you are, that that human need is, um, you know, I wouldn't say it's inescapable, but it's pretty damn important. And, you know, it's very hard to, uh, to sort of argue with that, if even if you wanted to. So, um, you know, I think you've got a, you've got a great point there, and we can still, you know, and at the same time, we can of course be compassionate and say that um, you know some people unfortunately will not um, be able to, you know, um, be have those sorts of lives. So we have to, you know, be compassionate and kind as well, um, which is so yeah, important. Yeah, yeah. So you know, sort of taking that more humor, humorous conciliatory approach, um, you know, is, is very, is very important. No, no question there. Um, you know, what are some of the themes that you do sort of touch on? Let's say, as I always like to say, teasers and not spoilers. Um, oh, you know, teasers so- and not spoilers. Okay. That's, that's, I like what you worded that. Um, well, I mean, uh, because in a way I, I, uh, I see that the, you know, the main audience to this will be you know, you know, not a trans audience. Um, that's why I've, I've said a, a, I've, I've got the subtitle of trans and gender demythology. I'll come back to why I've added gender um, in, in my next draft because the title you read out was the title I submitted to the Butterfly Club. Oh. And I've added, what, I've added two words, and gender. Um, basically, um, I think most people don't get what trans is about. Actually, I had a really interesting experience. If you remember last year, Sally, I did a program for ABC Compass yes. called The Accidental Archivist. Um, one of the nice bits of feedback I had was a, 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 a woman who works at the ABC, her mother watched the show, and her mother was in her 90s. And the feedback I got was, for the first time in her life, the woman in her 90s felt she understood trans by watching that episode of Compass, and I went, "Wow, that's!" I thought, "That's amazing." I, I mean, um, maybe my audience is not ninety-year-old pluses, which maybe doesn't mean I've got a huge audience. But um, um, and I thought, "But that, but that, but if I can get, if I can, if a ninety-three or four-year-old can understand trans for the first time, that's I've achieved something." Well, this is the thing um, that you've communicated. Um, effectively, and you know, reach reach people who we perhaps may not always reach. I mean, that's just um, yeah, that is absolutely incredible, and we do need it. Um, so, um, you know, for sure, I think that's incredibly welcome, and I think that the fact that that person was open to learning, which is so critical, yeah, which I agree yeah. with what you touched on earlier. You're not going to get some people whose minds are just perhaps stuck or blocked or whatever you want to call it, and it's sad that they might be, but you're not going to um, sort of, you know, get, you know, get, get through to them. So yeah, you're bashing, you are bashing, you know, to do that would be bashing their proverbial head against the brick wall, um, so to speak. Yeah. And so it is, it is really good that that happened. And, you know, sort of where is, apart from, I've got to ask, you know, sort of where, you know, a thought that's just struck me, you know, Julie Peters now, what is... Julie, P, you know what? 
Um, what is Julie Peters up to apart from Muttoness the New Lamb? I just I don't know why this question struck me with me, but I'll go with it. It must have come up for a reason. <laughs> what are you yeah, doing? Yeah. Oh, well, um, I've, I've got to a certain age. That's why I'm Mutton. And I've I thought well, well, and I've left the ABC, which is a bit of a shock to me because I've, I was there 52 years. I mean that mm. sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Mm. Um, but you know, I, I was I joined as a uni dropout. Uh, when I was nineteen, I think, uh, and and um, and and left, uh, you know, just earlier this year, um, because and, uh, you know, I'm from an era where you know you could you could get a, you could get a full time job sort of out of uni or whatever, and you know, because in the early seventies we had pretty, Australia had pretty pretty well full employment, and I know people find that really odd today, but. Um, and, and what most people would do is that they, they, they would offer you a, um, an ongoing job straight away um, because that was what the assumption was at the time. Whereas most people I know, in, like for example, in the television industry these days, are all freelancers and mm. they they have to go from job to job to job to job. And you know, like um, you know, and, and I've, I've known of people who've been, um, you know casual and freelancers for 25 years before they got an ongoing job, which to me sounds uh, yeah, a bit cruel. I mean, I think society could be you know, um, organised differently because, you know, people need a little bit of stability in their lives um, so that they can, you know, plan other things. I think the fact that, you know, like in my early, late teens, early 20s, I was going through some really heavy times mm. and having a job... Um, which was sort of a, I was I really fell on my feet. It was a lucky job. I ended up you know, um, working in TV studios in the early 1970s. When I might just point out, television was still in black and white. So my first day at the ABC, I remember really dramatically. It was on the Kamal show, um, and probably a lot of the audience won't even know who Kamal is, but he was um, a really popular singer from the early 70s with mm-hmm. a really deep, resonant voice. And um, But, you know, I was in a little TV studio, and there was a 60-piece orchestra there. And I was going, wow, this is amazing. You know, um, cameras going everywhere, and you know, my job on that first day was as the camera crane came backwards, I had to wind up the camera cable, and 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 um, so that so that a camera could then go off in a hurry, we have to figure eight it so that it doesn't kink, so that you know, here's a crane travelling backwards at you know twenty or thirty knots, and me tr- trying to figure eight the crane cable as it's coming backwards. So you know that was my first day in the ABC. I learned how to figure eight really quickly. <laughs> as you do, um, I must admit I don't remember. Um, having to do that in any um, university or um, other short course that I've done. Um, and so, you, you know, it's, you, you've got something there that, you know, there is that magic that, you know, Kamal, a 60-piece orchestra, and you're figure eighting. I think we've just made a new verb, as as you put it. Oh, oh well, no, that's the way we used, to, we, use it. we used to use it as a verb, um, yeah, to, to, you know, to wind the cable in a figure of eight so that, you know, it, um, yeah, it kinked to the left and it kinked to the right, left, right, left, right, which meant that as the camera went forward, it, the cable would just come off really easily without kinking. Um, well, look, you know, if, kink, if kink's not your thing, then um, don't do it. Boom, boom. Um, oh, well, with camera cables, yeah, with camera cables, kinking is bad because it means the cameraman gets stuck. Oh, yeah, camera, and, and all of a sudden, 
the camera's pulled short by a, 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 um, you know, a tangled cable, and they don't like that. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't want that. Otherwise, um, yes. Well, what's um. Yeah, otherwise you end up with a close up on my face or the or the wrong the wrong angle. That <laughs> all could, the, that all could, the roof, all the roof of the studio. <laughs> yes, that's right. In my case, it could break the camera or something like that. Um, <laughs> that is not the case. No. Um, yeah, look, um, you know, this is this. So this um, mutton is the new lamb at the Butterfly Club covers. You know, sort of just looking at all the um, the photos that you put on um, the. T- you know, up on the Butterfly um, Club website at the moment, when well, you know, there's six of them of various, um, we'll say, parts of your life, various looks, um, all sorts of things. Um, oh. You know, sort of, it just sort of, it talks a lot um, about, you know, sort of evolutions and stages and, um, you know, how we we sort of morph a lot, um, you know. Oh, well. Yeah, go for and, it. And, and I found a good way to talk about that. And, and, and I learned, in a way, it was Raywin Connell, you know, the um, mm. uh, academic from Sydney who came up with the concept of gender projects, which was based on um, Sartre's idea of life projects. That is, you know, in sometimes during our lives, we often have stable periods where we're, where, 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 and then we something happens and we change. And that might be, for some people, a, like going into a marriage or, or going into divorce, all of a sudden things are different. But we have periods of stability, um, often sudden change, and then another period of stability. Yeah, in, in, in genetics, as it turns out, that's called um, punctuated equilibrium. Equilibria. Um, the, 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 I don't know why, where that came from in my head, never mind. Uh, um, but, and so what, when I was, I started, you know, when I worked on a piece called I Dream Therefore I Am, um, which then became, in a way, the basis of my doctoral thesis, which I realised I had 50, 15 or so gender projects. That, Like, for example, as a, very much as a child, I called the first one, Ignorance is Bliss. You know, and, and I was a very naive, happy child. Um, but then, you know, my mum told me I, I, I was a boy, and I went, and that was, I called that one Realisations, like, oh, um, but then, then you know, around about when I was 11, I realised that I was the same height as my mum and I st- started to sneak out at night in her clothes. I call that one secret agency because, you know, I was getting some agency in life, but I was keeping it pretty secret because, you know, I, I knew that not everybody would approve of me wearing girls' clothes. And, and I, I, I like that. And then, then, but then the next one was puberty. I call that puberty rupture. And then I call the one after that dark ages, you know, where you know I really just wasn't coping. And yeah, so as you can see, and and each of those photos try this story. So effectively, it's they're almost scenes in a play. Mm. Um, um, so you know, so dark ages, as you can imagine, was you know uh, um, yeah, a pretty bad time. Um, you know, I'm just trying to think what happened after that. Then then um, then I call the next one I called. Um, Transgression. Then I called the next really long one, and that transgression was was when I gave myself permission to try and be myself again. But the next long one, which went about fifteen years actually, so these things don't. Some go short, some are long. Mm. The next one, identity quest. Identity quest was really just trying. Because uh, um, you know, when I read medical definitions of transsexual, for example, I went, oh. That's aspects of me, but not really me. Mm-hmm. And you know, and 
So I was just going round and round in circles, really. Um, and then it got really intense. I called that obsession. Um, yeah, I had a yeah identity obsession for for a while, and that was only about a year and a half. And then I went, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to you know um, affirm my gender, and I called that one. Um, yeah, just transition work because when you when you do actually transition, it, it there's a lot of things to do, mm. and and as I said towards the end of that, you know, um, um, uh, transition work for me did include surgery for an awful lot of people, it doesn't, but but you know, uh, but it also included you know celebratory moments, you know, like the sausage sizzle. I, we had other, we had other things besides sausages, by the way. Uh, there were cakes and drinks and. Mm, Stuff cake. like that, you know. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, cake, yeah. Um, and um, and then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, okay, transition's over. What do I do now? Uh, mm. oh, I, I, uh, oh, I better actually start living. Um, and, you know, for you, for a lot of trans people, and that was certainly the case in my instance, all of a sudden I went, oh, okay, um, oh, I'm now... A normal, ordinary person. What? Do, how do I? How do I do that? Because you know, it was something. One thing that really hadn't happened to me in life before, being sort of ordinary and normal at, at some levels. Um, and you know, gradually after that, as part of that, I realised, okay, I've got some things to say here. I can. Um, then I realised that there was you know, not there was a, a bit of anti-trans stuff out there. And awful lot of people just, sometimes it was just as simple as not understanding. And that's why I think, you know, storytelling um, by all of us, and, you know, what it's come down to to me is um, I start to realise that at one level, I think we all need to be activists for life. You know, and, and sometimes that can be very a, a very small, simple thing, like when... Um, you know, um, an ally hears somebody being misgendered, for example, that they can just, you know, gently say, I think you've just misgendered that person. Or, you know, not all, everybody will understand that language. Mm. Um, um, but, 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 you know, and allies are really important. Um, and the way I see it is almost everybody needs to be activists a little bit. And if we're all activists a little bit, it means that, you know, um, you know, we, you know we can get somewhere. You know, at one point, I was yep. thinking, you know, my, you know, when I start my new political party, I would call it Utopia Now. <laughs> Why wait? Why wait? We, what do we want? Uh, Utopia. We want. What? When do we want it? Now. Now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And um, in a way, that came from oh, what was his name? Um, oh, writer from the eighteen nineties. Uh, I'll think of his name in a second. Um, I. They basically said most of us don't have very um, imaginative ideas of utopia, and what our utopia is is just a couple of steps forward of where we are now. So, what we should do is have utopia now, um, and, and then you know think of okay, well we've got that. What do we do now? Oh well, let's have new. Let's be more imaginative and have and and sail for new utopias. Um, and and um, and so and you know, for example, you know, for our ancestors, you're having running hot water was. Would, would have sounded, you know, mm. a utopia. And, you know, having, um, you know, being able to, you know, we, we look at the way my grandparents lived, you know, with, uh, you know, even when I was a kid, we had outside toilets. And, you know, one of the things I actually do mention was the fact that, you know, I'm just trying to get across that, you know, I am a, I'm from a different era compared to young folk, is that when I was, um, you know, up until about five or six, we didn't have a, a fridge. We had an icebox. Yep. And, you know, and the ice man driving a horse and cart would be a, 
go twice a week, bring a big block of ice, which we stuck in the ice blocks, ice box, and um, you know, and then you know, and you know, this is one of the things you probably wouldn't think of is if there's a little bit of ice left from the previous one, you know, I got to play with it out in the out out, out in the backyard and kick the ice block around. <laughs> No, very, very, um, very true. You know, um, I'm of a similar-ish era. Um, still remember the, I uh, don't remember the ice block, but I um, do remember the the milk cart on a horse and cart coming around the street yeah. at six in the morning, um, which of course is long gone. Um, um, there are a couple of other things I wanted to touch on. Um, you go through your photo archive and wardrobe, but you also sing and you chat with people that you met and you never did. Let's talk about singing and chatting with certain people. Um, let's go singing singing first. Where does, um, t- again, th- give us an idea of where that fits in. Oh, well, well, yeah, because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm limited to an hour at the Butterfly Club, I've ended up not doing whole songs. I've, I've mainly referenced songs. But, you know, and, and I tend to go for daggy rather than sophisticated. Um, you know, like... Um, just to you know, highlight points, um, for example, you know, just when at transition, you know, there's that big, that really important song. Here's the season to be Julie. Fa la 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 la, fa la la la. <laughs> that was a big hit, wasn't it? Uh, it was. It was. A, it was a big hit. Um, it's been around. For, been around for years. I think they've had um, cover versions and re-releases of uh, of that yeah, one. I, I, I think some people sing slightly different words, but hey. Mm, yeah. Oh, look, I'm I'm a nice Jewish girl. I don't know about these things. Um, happy Rosh Hashanah <laughs> coming up this week, by the way, to those uh, okay. to our Jewish listeners. Um, so yes, you you sing, you take snippets, as a friend of mine would say, um, of various songs and pop them in. And then you chat with people you never did, um, you never met. Um, um, well, 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 one of them um, very fairly early on. Um, it turns out that puberty happened for me, which is a really rough time for me because, you know, yeah, part part of me, I, I was really hoping for that that puberty, um, my you know, my breast would would pop and 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 everybody would then realise I was supposed to be a girl, you know, But no, it, you know, totally the wrong puberty happened for me, and um, and 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 then I imagined. It turns out that that year I was studying with Beth. And so you know, uh, and then all of a sudden, sort of something clicked in my head that what what this was about it was it was those evil witches from Macbeth that actually cast that evil evil spell on me. <gasps> so so instead of bubble bubble toil and trouble, you know, um, I've actually rewritten the the, the Macbeth witches um, evil spell to be uh, casting a, a spell on me. To make me turn into a boy. Fair enough. And so, and so you know, uh, and then you know, the witches and I have a bit of a chat during the show. Okay, then so you've got witches, you've got you've got secret agents. Um, missed it by that much. Sorry, I had to get that in. Um, you know, sort of. Um, you've, uh, uh, you've got yeah, it all. Well, you know, I guess I always identified Boris with 99, but, you know. Well, that's because, right. Because 99 always was the one who understood what was going on, not Max. Well, this is true. Um, oh, Max. Anyway, <laughs> um, we could go on for hours, but this is just going to be enormous. Um, you know, you've got six nights, Monday through Saturday. That's a big week from Monday 10th to September the 23rd. Um, um, I, I will ask you, you know, sort of any... Um, secret 
um, rituals of pre- preparing for the show um, or going, you know, just before you go on, anything that you do or just oh, well, play it as no, it comes? Yeah, well, at the moment, I, re- I wish I could get into the zone really quickly um, and, and that's what I'm working on. Um, but no, not really. I mean, over the years, I've done acting classes and things and um, the uh, I guess the thing I'm having, I'm a, well, I'll, I'll, I'm going to get there. Um, it, as you can remember, the the the, uh, the the one back in February was really a script, more like a script reading, a, re- a performed mm-hmm. reading. Whereas this is, uh, I'm not allowed to have scripts anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've, I've actually got to learn it. And you know, the fact that I've got to effectively learn a one-hour monologue, um, you know, it's I find slightly challenging. But you know, I'm, I'm getting there. Well, yeah, doing better than. Doing better than me, I um, I sort of, um, as a neurodivergent person, that sort of thing gives me too much overload. So um, I sort of went, having done similar stuff, I can just say that I decided to, um, you know, piss off the comedy purists and use cheat notes and I don't care. Um, yeah, anyway, yeah, look, okay. um, the Good. thing is you're doing, you know, what you're doing and we need your stories. Um, we need to share them. We need to archive them and we need... Um, not just all jokes aside about ice blocks and milk carts. We need the intergenerational learning biased as yeah, I yeah. may be in our community. I mean, I sometimes think there is a gap. Um, you now I heard something disturbing a few years ago from a, um, a support group for trans women of all ages where a younger trans person said something that I found incredible. Well, I wasn't there, but this came to me firsthand where a younger person said, and I'm going to say content, note ageism here, older trans women don't have a clue, which I just was like, seriously, what don't we have a clue about? And yeah, I just, yeah. But it can be resolved through communication. So we need your stories, Julie. Um, oh, well, and and, most tra- and the, the, the wisdom of um, you know, the 1970s was, you, you, you know, was once, you tra- once you transitioned, you then disappeared into society in your mm. new gender which meant that you weren't around to talk to young folk. Yeah. And so, yes, that which was no good for anyone because, um, you know, well, it meant a lot of tra- older trans people had to bottle themselves up. And then from the community's yeah. point of view, we kept reinventing wheels. And, of course, um, yeah. now now that's not the case. That At least there's some of that. But I still think there can be more. Um, and we need I mean, more. I've, still got, I've still got trans friends who are you know, sort of my age who... You know, don't you know, just don't talk to anybody um, you know, except for other other trans women about this, these topics. Mm. And, and I like to encourage that. Yeah, you know, and sometimes it's just a small circle. But you know, if everybody does a, a little bit of activism, like even a teensy winky bit, it all adds up. Well, that's right. And speaking of which, we've had a couple of um, SMSs in from Kayleen, um, who said oh. figure eighting is also done with halyards for fast hoist. Um, there's oh, some wow. engineering Thank you, Kayleen. Yes, yeah, yeah. And also and mention- Kayleen is an engineer, I think, yes. And one of my, also Kayleen mentions one of um, her uncles was a milko, a milk person that was in Queensland. Um, so, wow, no, that's a long, that's a long drive on the horse and cart more likely than um, <laughs> down my street, down my street in the suburbs where I grew up. Um, Julie, we could talk all day, but unless there's anything else you need to cover, um, I think I'd better let you go and get back to your Sunday. Um, oh, great talking with you, Sally. Thank you. And uh, yeah, no, um, yeah, uh, I'm, if you come along and see the show, I'm, 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 make, I'm trying to do my best to make it fun. Yeah. Oh. Act, fun activism can be fun. Is what I'm, is my point. 
and it it can be you can do activism with a with fun and a sense of humor and make a difference as you've said um so this is where you can um, you can find out exactly how to do this if you're not sure the butterfly club in carson place in the central business district um seven o'clock each night of monday the 18th through saturday the 23rd um check out the butterfly club website for ticket prices um and best to arrive 30 minutes before the show because um there's no drag time here um and um under 18s can only attend if accompanied by a parent or legal guardian um because it's a licensed venue um julie peters thank you so much and i i say this always thank you from me as a person and as an advocate and as a community member um, for being you, and I'll take this opportunity to thank Caitlin as well because I don't know yes. where I might have ended up without the both of you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Th- thank you so much for both for both the work you and and Caitlin have put in, as, you know, especially back in the early two thousands. Um, yeah, getting some legal things, important legal changes. Yep, and got stuff done. GSD, as I like to call it. All right, you go get some more stuff done, Julie. All the best for the season, and just yeah, thank you so much for the time and for being your amazing self. Great, thank you. Bye, Julie Peters. Um, just well, yeah. Um, it's always awesome to chat with Julie. Just one of the the, the absolute pioneers of Victoria, and to some extent, um, so-called Australia's trans community. Um, we've had a couple of other messages come in. I'll get to those after I just have a breather and play some musics and things. Um, and I thought this one was appropriate today um, from the Highwaymen um, talking about how we sort of morph through stages. Here is Highwayman, Willie Nelson, Chris Christopherson, Waylon Jennings and Johnny Cash. 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. I was a highwayman Along the coach roads I did ride With sword and pistol by my side Many a young maid lost her baubles to my trade Many a soldier shed his lifeblood on my blade The bastards hung me in the spring of 25 But I am still alive I was a sailor I was born upon the tide With the sea I did abide I sailed a schooner around the Horn of Mexico I went aloft to furl the mainsail in a blow and when the yards broke off, they said that I got killed. But I'm living still. I was a dam builder across a river deep and wide. Where steel and water did collide. A place called Boulder on the wild Colorado. I slipped and fell into the wet concrete below They buried me in that great tomb that knows no sound But I'm still around 
I'll always be around, around, around. Fly a starship across the universe divide, and when I reach the other side, I'll find a place to rest my spirit if I can. Perhaps I may become a highwayman again, or I may simply be a single drop of rain. But I will remain. I'll be back again and again and again and again and again and again. You might have heard about the Community Radio Plus app, but it's only when you start using it that you'll wonder how you lived without it. You can listen to us wherever you are, at home, work, driving, on public transport, gardening, protesting, or even in the bath. Just search Community Radio Plus wherever you get your apps. Like a radio. Say goodbye to the work week with Jordan and Tilda. Anti work. Anti poverty. Anti fascist. Pro worker. Pro union. Pro guitar. 5.30pm every first and third Friday of the month. Live on 3CR Community Radio. That is us, 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand. However you're listening to this program, Out of the Pan, thanks for tuning in, listeners of all genders, including, but not limited, to ladies and gentlemen. And... Just always wonderful to talk with Julie Peters. Um, you know, just you know, just such a role model for our community. Thank you, Julie. Now, earlier in the show, I had a message from one of our um, um, recurring listeners. There are no ordinary listeners to 3CR. There are only awesome listeners and recurring. And Jen has um, popped in a message. Um, love to hear my thoughts about the Daniel Laidley interview. In the age yesterday, some fascinating things said about the burden of AFL players coming out too. Now, I've only just sort of caught up with, so I had a very hugely busy day yesterday. Um, so I've sort of been trying to have a quick glance at it while we listen to the Highwaymen um, and Highwayman and how we morph through stages of life, a bit like Julie Peters, um, and come back again and again and again. Um, and I've just had a quick look at it, and I think this is a wonderful interview, and I think that... Um, Danny's um, you know, sort of um, um, approach to things is um, you know very very well informed. Um, you know, look, talking about um, you know children um, get the best medical advice, make informed decisions, and listen. Yeah, that seems and it says that's critical. Yep, I'd I'd be with you on that. Um, 
you know, sort of, um, you know, sort of talks in terms of sport about how it's a part of the Australian way of life. But I also like the part where she says she's still learning about um, the community and, um, you know, in terms of being a sort of, well, um, you know, um, she's been not to jump on her soapbox and beat my chest because she's still learning about myself and my community. And this is really, really wonderful um, as the one of the um, long-time chooks in pans, so to speak. Um, I've seen too many trans and gender-diverse non-binary people who are, are celebrities come along and they think they know it all and you know, sort of think they're the first person to ever do this. And um, often I wonder if we sort of put the sort of people with the high profile like a Danny Laidley in with... Um, people who are knowledgeable of the community's issues and we communicated with each other. Oh, that mean, that involves listening to each other. Uh, um, slight sarcasm there. Um, I think that would be a really good thing. Um, so, yes, I think this is a great interview, Jen. Um, in terms of the... Um, um, the, 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 the sorry. Um, just a bit stuttery today. Um, a burden of AFL players coming out too. And we're talking, I think, AFL men's here. Of course, so many Australian rules footballers in, out in AFLW. And, of course, soccer, Sam Kerr, um, fab, whose birthday it is today. She's 30 today. Happy birthday, Sam, if um, somehow the radio waves filter to wherever you are in the world, which they could do. Um, I, th- You know, we're talking AFL men. Why have there been no cisgender gay and cisgender bi men come out at the top level of AFL? And there's been articles on this recently. My theory on this, Jen, is it needs about four or five past or present players to sort of do it together and share the burden, or, you know, at least, say, three or four, whatever, um, because, one, it's just going to be such a huge, heavy load to take um, that, um, you know, the media and the speculation and the whole thing. So if... You know, my I'm visualising a sort of press conference where, um, you know, the um, you know, every, you know, sort of the whole load is shared around. I think would be a much better approach. Um, blatant self promotion, the um, um, and declaring any interest in not not financial in this. Um, the article you mentioned about Danny also mentions an upcoming documentary on Stan, um, and yours truly will be seen in that. Um, I have had the pleasure of being interviewed as um, someone who was asked about what it was like to be trans in the, um, you know, in the 90s. And I believe Julie Peters, our guest um, who we had on earlier, might have been interviewed as well. Um, so that's a good bit of intergenerational learning, declaring my bias. Um, and it's good that that documentary um, was um, um, co-directed by Sam Matthews, a trans woman and... Um, Emmy Award winning Julie Kalsef. Um So, um, you know, that's, um, you know, been, um, um, you know, that's, um, look forward to that. Um, it's premier, premieres on Tuesday the 19th on Stan. Um, and yours truly gets to go to a, a Galar event the night before to see it. Um, as Stone Cold Austin would say, redneck heaven, free food and free beer or something like that. There was the obligatory wrestling reference and we managed to do it almost 52 minutes in. Um, so if you've got your betting pool going, um, you, you took the long shot today, you, you won. Um, so yeah, look, I think Danny's, I think she's doing an amazing job. I think she's willing to learn and grow. I have to say, um, look, I hope I get to meet her at this um, event. I would hope I would because um, I think she's really, really, um, really, really good. 
Um, she's got her head screwed on pretty well and, you know, sort of keeping, you know, come doing it with humility and grace. So great interview. I'll look forward to reading it in depth a bit later on um, there, Jen. But, um, yeah, it's a really um, good to see these sorts of people speaking up. We need it in these times. Um, what else has been um, going on um, in... Um, in in the world, um, yep, um, lots of sporting debates. Um, you know, sort of um, the Pride Centre is refusing to hold. Should update on that. The Pride Centre has declined to hold the Lesbian Action Group event for lesbians born. Content note here: les- in my opinion, lesbians born female only, because they were misled about the nature of the event. Um, well. Look, it's good that they're not holding it, is what I'm going to say. I think that's the, obviously the right decision, the Pride Centre. Um, and as I, I mentioned, I think, on the show a couple of weeks ago, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't be separatist and then want to use a coalitionist facility. And it just seems there's a lot, a bit of self-rationalising going on um, on behalf of that organisation, in my honest opinion. Um, so that's been an update there. Um just wanting to say to people, hang in there, be yourself. Um, you know, it's a long journey um, at times, being um, who you are in terms of gender identity. Um, if it differs from societal, expect, like most of society's expectations about it. Um, and I think that, um, you know, just keep trying to be yourself. You may have to reinvent yourself. You might have to be a single drop of rain, to quote the highwaymen from earlier in the show um, a little while ago. I think um, you know you do have to keep rolling. Um, Freedom of Species comes up next, and their show today is a vegan version of the foodie podcast Off Menu. Now, I have no idea what that means, but um, you can um, tune in in the, about five minutes' time and find out, um, because my idea of cooking is um, thawing dim sims or something. No, that's not really true. I do cook. Um, I forgot to mention a few for the for weeks, and I'm finally going to mention it. Um, the YouTube uh, YouTube has online the um, um, Solidarity Salon event from Stonewall Day, featuring um, a range of trans speakers um, about fighting back against fascism. So um, that's on my to do list to finally watch. It's been all a bit strange and for me in the last six weeks. I'll take it out today, though. I'll um, say that wherever you are in life, um, you can follow this, um, the thoughts of Richard Clapton from this track, um, which is one of his early ones, which I love this version of the 1989 The Best Years of Our Lives album. And by God, that's the track we're going to play, play today to take it out. Um, make sure these are the best years of your lives. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. Days way back 
When the world was saved, it seemed worth saving. I'm standing here in Oxford Street, and the ghosts are howling. I say you don't waste time These are the best years of our life I say you don't waste time These are the best years of our love I wish I had been around When the bomb died Sometimes I sit and think of it And I dreamed of better days Whatever happened The days way back In the 1930s All those endless parties I'm still too young to understand How it was back then And the parties I say you don't waste time These are the best years of our life I say you don't waste time These are the best years of our life oh, oh, listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.